Welcome to A Girl's Guide 2, the podcast designed to help generations of women enhance their minds, love their bodies, and heal their souls. I'm your host, Michaela, a girl navigating life and helping you do the same. I am so happy and grateful that you are here. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of A Girl's Guide 2, and happy Monday. As always, I hope that you had a fabulous and safe and fun weekend. Today's conversation is going to be one that, quite honestly, I didn't expect to be having, but the universe always delivers the things that we need, as you know I truly believe in. So today we're going to be talking about the good old marijuana, the Wheaties, okay, and I have here with me my friend Elisa, if you want to just say hey to the girlies. Yes, hello, (laughs) my name is Elisa. Uh, I am a 22-year-old multifaceted creative entrepreneur. I dabble a little bit in um, event curation, content creation, styling, creative directing, and recently moved into my new apartment. So I've kind of been up to like renovating my home and that's like a new passion that I'm like diving into. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. Love (laughs) it. I'm so happy to have you here today. Alisa and I met through Instagram actually, and we found out that we were local to each other, which is super cool because usually all the girls that I meet online are not local to me. So we've had the chance to meet up in person and chat and we're always talking and a lot in the DMs. And we recently, or you recently, I should say, shared on your Instagram story about your bad habit with smoking weed. And we kind of connected off of that. So really quickly, I want you to dive into your story. But just before we do that, um, for those of you listening who may be surprised to hear that I smoke weed because I always talk about being sober, but I like to say that I'm alcohol free because I don't want to put out this like front. I don't ever want to come across fake. I am alcohol free, so I'm sober in that sense, but I did start smoking again uh, around last year. So I actually jotted down my little, like my story. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this could be really long. But basically I started smoking for the first time at 15 with my first boyfriend. Then my second boyfriend, when I was 18, he was big time stoner and I started smoking heavily with him from 2019 to 2021. And then beginning of 2022, we broke up. I decided I'm going to go back to school and get sober. So that's when I got completely sober. And then I went a year and two months of no smoking, no drinking, but then picked up smoking again in June of 2022. Um, At first, it was pretty much just like in moderation socially, like I wasn't spending any of my own money on it. But over the last year and a half or so, it has definitely returned back to that bad habit it once was, which is why I stopped. So I've kind of had to have some conversations with myself recently around this bad habit and, and what I need to do moving into this new year. And you shared something on your story about pretty much going through the exact same uh, realization right now yes. of it being yes. a bad habit. So why don't you share a little bit about your story with smoking? Yeah. So honestly, I think the first time I ever smoked was in middle school, which is like so crazy to say, but mm-hmm. it, the, the friend group that I was around, it was accessible at that time. This is when it like, it started becoming more normal, I feel like, and more accessible. Um, and it had less of a negative connotation around or let negative conversation want to say, mm-hmm. um, so 15 years old, introduced to it, wasn't really fucking with it. It yeah. was weird. You know, like I was like, I don't know. It gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Like, you know, think, think about being in middle school and the mentality you had then and being high. Like Crazy. my mind was going, yeah, no, my mind was going everywhere. So 
Um, and then I didn't do it again up until I met my boyfriend, my current boyfriend, actually. <laughs> and he's like a big stoner. Um, and he met me at like a time in my life where I was like really struggling mentally. So he introduced it to me and um, it honestly helped at the time to work through the differences and difficulties that I was having at the time mentally and also just like in real life. Um, but then it ended up becoming a crutch. Like it got to a point where I started relying on it and I felt like I needed it every time that I was having a depressive episode or a mental breakdown um, or I was feeling burnt out. Like literally anytime that I was dealing with like negative emotions, my crutch was weak. It was, I'm going to get high and forget my problems, you know? And that's kind of the conversations um, that I had been having in my life. Um, when people did use weed, it was usually to numb their pain or to numb the things that they were going through. And a part of me questioned this ideology. Um, it questioned myself and my own, like, I guess my own needs when it came to weed. And so then that's when I started realizing, like, okay, maybe I have an issue. But... I never really addressed the issue. I never really challenged myself to stop. It was something that I was always say, like, I think I'm going to stop smoking. I think I'm going to stop smoking. Um, or I'll tell my boyfriend, like, I'm thinking about quitting. I think I want to do like a little break. And at times I was successful and I would have like a two week break, yeah. which is like nothing, to be honest, nothing. But it, it I of, I guess it kind of like exposed me to the ability of um, being sober, because those two weeks I was able to actually reflect and realize like, okay, is weed like really benefiting me or has it become a crutch? Um, and are there any ways that it's kind of holding me back? And so I would go through my, I guess you could say phases where I would go on my breaks and then get back into it again and go on my breaks and get back into it. And it was just the cycle that I was stuck in for so long. And I would, I honestly give myself grace because at the end of the day, I am young and I, have never been taught discipline in my life all my discipline like self-discipline i've taught myself so when i have struggles like that i'm like i should give myself more grace because i show discipline in other aspects of my life and a friend recently said this to me they said like it's okay to have your vice and as long as it's not something that is like absolutely causing you harm so hearing that i'm like okay so it's not about needing to completely cut this out but more so setting boundaries with it and being intentional about how I'm using it. Um, so I feel like for the last three years, to kind of like reel it back to what I was saying, the last two years I was really struggling with getting out of that cycle. And this year it kind of just finally clicked for me. Um, so I was able to have a longer break and it was my, my most recent break, three months. Oh, right? wow. November, December, January. Yeah, three months. Oh, I just awesome. recently started smoking again. <laughs> um, and it's, and like, and and I'm I'm back in that cycle of using it every single day, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But I'm doing it with a different intention, and I think that because I have a different intention, like I shouldn't be so hard on myself, you know. And it, I, that new intention is about needing to um, reset when, like, knowing when to turn my brain off. Mm, and that's yeah. usually late at night. Later you know? on, right? Because I'm sure you can relate, but like being a creative and an entrepreneur late at night is when my mind is going. Like that's when my creative, my, my creative ideas are kicking in. Yes, but when I want them to not be, because it's like, right. hey, I want to chill out right now, <laughs> but I agree. So like, yeah. So it's like learning to, to, to differentiate when it's time to work and when it's time to rest. And weed is definitely something that I can say has benefited me in my 
ability to relax. So that is a point in time when it would benefit me. And so I need to find that balance where I'm like, okay, now is not time to be high. It's time to work. It's time to be productive, you know? And after 8 p.m., you know, that's a different yeah. story. But <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That's a little bit of like what I've been going back and forth with. But yeah. no, there's I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. I love it. I love it. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the the what's the word? Um just I guess the effect that your environment has on you, right? That's kind of what you said when you were back in middle school, it was accessible, like people around you were using it. I think that has been the biggest challenge for me and probably for you too, living with a stoner, right? Like, unfortunately, my my siblings both dabble in the weeds now and I have myself to blame for that as the oldest sibling. <laughs> like, I hear you. <laughs> I, I part of me feels kind of guilty for it but at the same time my sister's 21 like she buys her own shit she does her own thing she she provides for my brother I am like tapped out I'm like okay I can't be <laughs> guilty anymore but it's funny because now it's like backwards like they are the ones smoking and I'm around so I'm like oh can I hit your pen oh like oh you're gonna smoke I guess yeah. I'll smoke with you or like I'll go out with my friends for the weekend and they all have pens or someone's gonna roll up and it's just like when it's so easy it, you know, it's just like any bad habit, bad habits or any habits that are easy, you're just going to continuously do them. So I think for me, that's been the biggest challenge is it's just around all the time, whether it be friends or family. Yeah. And that is a really big challenge. So how have you been navigating that? I'm curious, like the last three months of being okay. with your man, like how yeah. did you set that boundary? Okay. I don't know if like I'm, I'm the only one that like thinks this way, but when it comes to like setting goals or intentions, I become obsessed with them. <laughs> yep. And it, it, it becomes a thing that it's like, it's non-negotiable. Like this is what we're doing now. And I fully embody that goal or, or who that person is going to be. You know what I mean? Right. So what I did was I made it very clear and I was like, no, I'm done. And, and like, I'm not doing it anymore. You can do it if you want to, I don't care, but don't do it around me. Don't encourage me. And if I try, hold me accountable. Tell me no. Yeah. And, yeah, but he failed miserably. <laughs> my siblings did the same. My little brother, because he's like, he's my little brother, you know? So I'm like, yeah. the other day he was like, you said, you said you were going to stop with the new year, but I had my period, right? And I had cramps and I okay. was really like, yeah, but it's going to make my period feel better. And he was like, why don't you just take medicine? And I was like, bro, why do you think weed's legal? It is medicine. And then he was like, valid. And he let me in the pen. And I was like, damn, you are way too easy to convince. Yes, yes. But see, those are instances where I'm like, okay, there's 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 a reasonable, you know, benefit behind it. Because right. I'm the same way. I one of the reasons that I use weed now um, with my new intention is when I'm dealing with period cramps mm -hmm. or my back injury flares up, mm. and you know it helps. So I I feel like give yourself grace for those, you know. <laughs> yes. As, as long as you're setting the boundary and the intention to not do it as often, it's okay. Yeah, I loved what you said about having a new intention because I'm also stepping into that era of, okay, I know that if I smoke during the day, I'm not going to have the energy I want to have to be productive and to get everything mm -hmm. done. And later on, I'm going to regret it. I'm go like, future yeah. me is not going to thank me if I smoke right now. So how can I, you know, what else can I do in this moment? I think it's just right now because I 
have been smoking heavily for the last few months or so. It's just about breaking that habit, but it's so hard. Yeah. And I don't know about it you, is, but I, it is hard. I have like a fixation. I think that's really yeah. No, I do too. I do too. And I think that's why I got wrapped into it again. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, bringing it back to what you asked me earlier, like how yes, yes. I've been able to navigate the last three months and with it being so normalized and literally everywhere, like, I, I don't think that we realize as a society that weed is accessible now. Like, right. yes, there's restrictions, age restrictions, and you need an ID, but you can actually go buy it legally, you know, mm -hmm. and for, for pretty cheap too, yeah. like cheaper than they'd be selling it out on the street. On the street you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the dispensaries are constantly having sales and sending you marketing and email. Oh like, my God, it's the it's, worst. <laughs> it's a business now. Yeah. It's a business now. Right. And so it's, I don't know. I feel like because it's so normalized, you're right. It is really difficult to mm -hmm. set the boundary and the intention, but tell the people around you and constantly talk about it and be like, no, 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 I am sober. Like yeah. I'm not smoking. Make it like your personality if you need to. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what I did in the last three months. And that's what really helped me. And also like talking about it on my social media holds me accountable mm. because a lot of the people who follow me on my social media are people that I see on my day-to-day -day life. Um, whether it's at events or castings or whatever the case may be, friends, family, right. they see me. I don't want to be seen as a fraud. None of us do. So right. if I'm on something as public as social media saying that I am deciding to stop smoking, then it, it, it kind of enforces it. Like, at least for me, it did. I guess all, all to say, it's about like playing a psychological game with yourself. Yeah, brainwashing. brainwashing. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, brainwashing yourself into not doing what you don't want to do anymore. And that applies for anything and everything in life. Like any goal you set, brainwash yourself to yeah. accomplish it. <laughs> yeah, I totally relate especially with the social media and accountability thing because that's actually how I started out with social media was for accountability purposes when I was mm -hmm. first getting into the gym I started my Instagram account to keep me accountable so I agree sharing your goals is definitely a great way to set that boundary and, and have that accountability I think because I I think about with like my sober journey with alcohol. I've shared mm -hmm. so much about that. And that's really held me accountable. And like you were saying with friends, I told all my friends and they were always so supportive. Nobody ever pressured me or anything like that. I think the difference though, for me between weed and alcohol is that I didn't like drinking because I didn't like how it made me feel, but mm -hmm. I do like how weed makes me feel. Right. I do right. like feeling relaxed. I do like feeling kind of just tapped out, like unplugged, because like right. you're saying, as an entrepreneur, a creator, a young woman, even just trying to figure out life, my brain never shuts off. So I think for me that that pro, and it's funny, I actually wrote a pros and cons list for us. Me too. I wrote a pros and cons list. And it's funny because visualize, like having this visual is so helpful because the cons list is much longer than the pros. But yes. the biggest pro is like, kind of like we talked about earlier, that it definitely helps with like pain, like when I have a headache or cramps, like I would 10 times rather have a, like a, uh, take smoke weed than take like Advil or Tylenol. That's just a personal preference. But the other pro is that it definitely helps me to relax. But kind of like you and I were chatting in the DMs, like, is that, oh, is that healthy though? Like, is it healthy for us to use weed as the outlet to help us relax? Or should we be focused on doing other things? Like, you know, I've been tapping into crocheting and reading. Like, right, right. I, I don't know. Is it like, is it okay for us to have both? I think yes. I think the answer is I think yes. yes. I think it's healthy to have both. 
Um, and, and it goes back to what I said earlier about what my friend said, like having your vice, but finding that balance, hmm. everything in moderation. Right. So hmm. yeah. I think, you know, maybe like smoking with your friends, but also picking up on a new hobby while you're high, rather than just sitting high and scrolling on your phones and then feeling burnt out at the end of your high is something mm. you could think about. Like, since you're getting into crocheting, like smoke and crochet, yeah. get high and like create some like sick ass piece, you know? Right. Something like that. I agree. So wait, you did come with the pros and cons list though. So yeah. share some of so, the things on there. My, I want to start with my cons. Yes. Go for it. Because this, I noticed a lot of cons when I was sober. Mm. I, and I noticed like how much my life had improved because I was sober and I had like cut down on weed, which is crazy mm. to say. And that should be enough for, for me to realize like, stop smoking. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress, guys. It's, it's you know, <laughs> it's a journey. I'm right there with you. And so, I'm sure many of the listeners feel you as well. So. So for the cons, um, I definitely noticed it slowed me down in my productivity throughout the day, as well as just like overall my feeling. Um, I felt too relaxed. I felt too numb, too chilled, you know? Mm. And so I wasn't able to get anything done. And then I'd, be, I'd put things off and I'd procrastinate. I'm already a procrastinator. So weed is just like increasing the procrastination for me and the laziness, right. um, I feel. I it, also dist- it also distracts me. Um, I feel like when I get high, I forget what my goal is behind the things that I'm doing. And so it's harder for me to focus and get shit done. When I was sober the last three months, I, I got so much done for my business and like just for myself and my life, mm-hmm. productive pr- productivity wise, because I was able to be intentional and present within every step that I was taking. And I just feel like my brain was functioning at its capacity, you know, um, right, because there was nothing there clouding it. There was nothing exactly. blocking your creativity and and your brain's flow. I think sometimes like I got into a little bit of a of a poor intention because I was telling myself that the weed was making me more creative and it was like mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. me be more productive. But I think I was just kind of convincing myself that that was the truth because right. I didn't want to face the fact that it in fact is not true and that I'm less productive. I'm super forgetful, like you were saying. like, right. And it's frustrating afterwards too when I'm like, damn, like I shouldn't be forgetting these things or I shouldn't be having these brain fogs at 24 years old. Right. So it comes back to like you were saying, not knowing when it's acceptable. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also noticed, dang, I forgot. I was going to say something in response to you, but it's okay. <laughs> it numbs me. Mm. That's a big one. And I, I had noticed that a while ago that it numbs me because that's why I started using it in the first place because I was struggling with depression and anxiety as well as PTSD. Um, but I also noticed after like within the first year of me using it yes it did numb me and it helped me get through those difficult situations but after that first year it actually was increasing my feelings of depression and anxiety and that's why I took a break um in November because I have a history of getting really depressed during the winter time mm-hmm. and struggling with keeping my mental health in check mm-hmm. so this year in an attempt to like work through that or just to like prevent me going into a really bad depressive episode because I don't know I feel like I'm at a really good point in my career I can't get distracted by my mental health (laughs) so I gotta I have to be proactive rather than reactive and in order to be proactive I took a break from weed and honestly 
I didn't experience, this is the first year in my life where I haven't gone through a hard time in the winter time or experienced feelings of depressions or thoughts of depression. And I think it's because I was sober during those um, harsh, you know, winters and right. the winter blues. And because I was present, I was able to have more mental discipline and work through, work through it. any any situation or me like mental blockages or negative thoughts that I was having. Right. You weren't just blocking and it out. Exactly. I wasn't just numbing it. And on top of that, it allowed me to actually heal. Like, this is the first time in my life where I feel like I'm actually healing. And it's because I'm like mentally there. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. No, <laughs> Maybe I, I sound a little crazy, but. No, no, no. You don't sound crazy at all. I completely <laughs> understand. That's how I felt actually back when I first got sober. I don't necessarily feel that way completely now because. I am in a much better place as far as like mm -hmm. just the things happening in my life. I feel like I'm not – I feel healed now as well, like you're saying. So I feel like yeah. there's nothing really to numb or to like run away from. But when I exactly. did first get sober, it was because I was doing that. I was drinking and smoking because my mom had relapsed and my dad was in a really bad state with his temper and just like home life was terrible. Mm -hmm. So I was drinking and smoking to numb that pain. But then once I got sober and – that whole year of being sober, I really spent time with myself. And this is right. what we were talking about in the DMs, right? Of people not wanting to be with themselves, people not wanting to be yes. present. And boy, is that a whole conversation because yes. I think it's – I think people are just scared of sitting with themselves and facing the realities of not being happy with themselves, not being happy with their careers or their lives or their relationships. And instead of mm -hmm. actually doing the work – they just numb themselves. Yeah, they draw it out with weed, unfortunately, or other substances. Yeah. So what would your advice be to someone who knows that they need to either cut back or just mm -hmm. quit completely, but they're in that position like you were in where it's just around them all the time and it's just been a habit? Like what would your – what was kind of maybe your first step? Okay. Um, I would definitely say cut it cold turkey. I know that that's really mm -hmm. crazy to say. Because a lot of people say that it's nearly impossible. You're going to experience like wanting to to have it more in your life. But if I hadn't done it cold turkey, then I would have never stopped. Because in the past, I had tried to like cut back on it. Mm. And it never worked. It always failed. It, it lasted two weeks. And then I was back at it again. Mm. I think that because I cut cut it off completely, I was successful in the three months of my sobriety. Um there were times within those three months, I want to say maybe two times at most, maybe even four. I don't know, <laughs> but that I did smoke. And, but those were moments where it was more social and I was yeah. at a point in my sobriety where I was able to stop and ask myself, do I want to do this? Why am I doing it? And is it going to cause me more harm than it is going to help me? Mm. And I was at a point in my sobriety where I was okay. You know, like, I was having fun with my with my friends. I wanted to connect with them. And I didn't feel like I had anything weighing on my chest that I hadn't dealt with that I was trying to numb. And I right. think that's a big one. So yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> I love it. I, I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> I, I agree. I think cutting cold turkey is the best way. That's what worked for me the first time around. And now... I think I want to be able to find a balance. Like I I think, mm -hmm. okay, so when, at least for me, like 
when I like something, not even just like a substance, but like when I enjoy doing something that I know maybe not like, what am I trying to say here? Like food, for example. Okay. My relationship Mm -hmm. with food, right? When I first started dieting and working out or whatever, and I cut out all the foods I love, it just made me want them more. And Mm -hmm. that's how I, and so now, right, my relationship with food is a lot different because I know that. I know that if I cut out all of the quote unquote unhealthy foods, it's just going to make me want them more and I'm going to binge them. So I have found a balance where, okay, I know that my three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner are going to be nutrient-based and full of good things, but I'm also going to have some cookies later on because I like cookies and it doesn't, it makes me, it doesn't make me like crave it all the time because I know it's a part of my lifestyle. So I feel like for smoking, I am wanting this year to find a way to incorporate it in my lifestyle that is more intentional, like we're saying, right? Where I can use it for the good purposes to relax or to feel better. Or if I'm on a vacation and I have Mm -hmm. nothing to, I have no other priorities and I can just chill out then I want that. But I think I'm just kind of right now in this in-between of finding that balance and not letting the temptations um, take take control. Because like I said, it is definitely with the pen for sure. It's a fixation. It's an oral fixation. You You mentioned earlier, you have that. Have you found any ways to like help with that oral fixation or? I snack. Mm. Like when I, when I want to smoke and I'm already high or I just can't get high at the moment because I'm doing something that needs my full attention. I chew on crunchy things. So celery, carrots, <laughs> apples, things like that. And I, and I use Nutella because I like something sweet. Ooh, okay. So yeah, that honestly, that's what I've been doing. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it for that until you mentioned it right now, but give it a try. <laughs> Maybe it'll help. Um, but I wanted to say something on based off of what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a little like advice for you and for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. If you're already thinking about rethinking or reestablishing your, your relationship and your boundaries with weed, like congratulations, that's the first step. And you're halfway there, you know, like give yourself grace because mm-hmm. you've already come into the intentionality of like realizing, okay, this is kind of harming me, but it's fun. So how can I make it healthy for me? Mm, I love that perspective. Thank you for saying that because (laughs) I definitely think I should give myself more grace in this area. I think that anybody should, especially like you're saying, because it's become so normal and so acceptable and so accessible. Like, I mean, we can, you know, we we're still human, right? We can have discipline and we can have boundaries, but at the end of the day, we are still human. And sometimes we we do things and and you know have these hiccups and that's okay like i'm sure for you in in your journey you know over those 3 months when you were smoking you were like you know what it was just this one moment it's not going to make or you know it's not going to break me let right. me just keep going right yeah exactly have a little fun <laughs> yes life is not all that serious i don't exactly I, I think like my dad he'll say like oh you know it's not good the smoke's not good for your lungs and like that and i get that i, I really get it, it. <laughs> but a but an edible yeah. doesn't hit as hard for me okay i don't know about you but i got that i get that i actually you know speaking of that i've been thinking of like creating my own edibles and like my own oils and maybe that way it'll be a little more like of a oomph and a hit for myself because I'll be in control of it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, your dad is so right. 
Mm-hmm. That is also one of the cons that I wrote, that Me it's too. like unhealthy. In all reality, it is unhealthy in so many ways, right. to your body, to your lungs, and also mentally and, and physically, because like I said, it slows you down and um, it numbs you. Right. It makes you be unpresent and disconnected. Right. But finding other ways to do it that will be healthier, right. like make up for that, you know? Right. And we're not, we're not perfect. Like you said, right? Like life's not that serious. We can still have our fun. It's just all about moderation. And I think just being real with yourself, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of the chapter of my life that I went through all of last year was like really being real with myself and, and kind of, um, looking at myself, um, from outside of the jar. So there's a, a guy that I listened to a podcast, The Mindset Mentor. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yes. Rob Dial. <laughs> he says, when you're in the jar, you can't read the label. And I fucking love that, mm. right? And for me, that has just symbolized like when you're so in your own head, you can't really see what's going on. Like you have to kind of have this like out of body experience and look at yourself mm-hmm. from this outside perspective. Look at yourself as like a friend coming to you for advice and being straight up with her. Because like if you got a bestie and she comes to you saying, girl, I think I should quit weed, but I don't know. Like yeah. it gives you all these cons. You're not going to sit there and be like, well, girl, it's so much fun. Like you should just keep like if she's telling you like, hey, I know I have this issue. You're going to be like, all right, girl, like how can I help you? Right. Like be that like get it under control, yourself. you know? Yeah. And I just think like being that friend for yourself, not just in this topic, but like any area of life, like any goal that you have yeah. for yourself for this year be real with yourself. And if it's on your mind, it's on your mind for a reason. Like pursue yes. that thought, pursue that intention and and make it happen for yourself. Um, yeah, I guess. That's, that's a big one. I really like that last part you said about if it's on your mind, then it's it means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't, no, that's, don't avoid it. Don't run neat. away from it. Like, I feel like just like we're saying about smoking, it's like you have these thoughts of, oh, I should quit, I should quit. And they're like, ah, I'm just going to get high and forget I even thought of that. But then it's like, yeah, repeating. And it's exactly. honestly it's exhausting, right? It is. Like any is. repeating cycle is exhausting. It is exhausting. But I feel like having stopped helped me like do the healing. So now I can like actually enjoy it. You know? Right. So like you can enter the new, like you yeah. said, you can enter the new chapter of, of doing it more intentionally because you took that time yeah. off, you healed. Now, you know, okay, I know what it did wrong for me, but I know the good it can do for me. Let me find, right. let me find that balance. Find yeah. the balance. I, I think that's like the topic that's of today's topic, conversation. Right? Finding the balance. Like the, le- the lesson, the lesson would be the find balance. the balance. Absolutely. That's what's healthy. So what are your, as we wrap up here, what are your <laughs> intentions in the new year um, with smoking and the relationship you have with weed? Okay. So relationship wise, uh, use it more as see weed more as a friend versus a crutch. Mm. Um, And I say that because I'm learning to set boundaries with friends or in the last year, I learned how to set boundaries with friends. So I feel like having that connection with weed is going to allow me to set boundaries with it, but also have fun with it. Right. Right. Mm Because with your friends, you want to set healthy boundaries, but you still want to hang out with them once in a while. Maybe not every day, but once in a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. That's a good good (laughs) connection. That's really good. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's all about brainwashing your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's one of the intentions. And uh, to go a little deeper into that, you know, maybe just like instead of smoking every single day, I I was never a person who smoked a lot throughout Mm -hmm. the day, but I did smoke every single day. 
whether it was one or two joints a day, um, which is like, I think a good balance because there are people who be smoking like day in and day out. Crazy. And, like, My ex, the one that I was talking about, shit. <laughs> it was two in the morning before he even got out of bed. It was two after he got mm-hmm. out of bed. It was madness. It was madness. Like, Seven eight, not my light dying. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. Like not seven a.m. smoking before you've even had breakfast or like drink a glass of water. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Guys, we need to have standards for ourselves. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we need to take care of ourselves <laughs> in some capacity. Right, right, and that's why I'm saying in moderation. So maybe, maybe in moderation for you may mean smoking once a day. Right. Whereas for me, it may mean smoking two to three times a week or limiting myself to only smoking on the weekends, you know, right. that's like what I used to do friends or something. Yeah. Yeah. When I actually first started, when I met my boyfriend and I first got introduced to it, I was still in college. So I did have that boundary with myself mm. where I would only smoke on the weekends because during the week I was going after my education and I need to stay focused. And maybe I should pick that up again because you know, the week is the work week and the weekends are for me to chill and relax and be present with my boyfriend. So Maybe that's where I find my balance. I think that's going to be the intention I set. Good. I love it. I've also been considering that because that's what I started doing when I first mm-hmm. started up after I got sober, Um, you know, around like last year. It was it was only on the weekends, not even every weekend. And it was like just very yeah. in moderation. But it, like I said, just quickly became an everyday thing. Um, so yeah, I think I can agree with you there with the intentions and treating it as a friend, not seeing it so much as this thing that like I have to avoid because then it makes me want it more, you know, seeing it for the medicine that it actually is and, and for the positive ways that it can help me, but also being honest with myself and not lying to myself that it makes me more productive when I very clearly know it doesn't. So I think this is great. I think we have some really good intentions for the new year. We're going to hold each other accountable now too, right? Yes. Like, I'm going to yes. be thinking no, about are. this conversation every time I have like the urge. I'm going to be like, nah, yes. I can't do it. Eat an apple. Eat an apple. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, anything else that you have, any final words or anything that you want to share before we end today's episode? Um, I guess just to like conclude it all and put it all together in the end, um, highlighting again that it's just really all about finding the balance and implementing the boundaries that you need to be able to have a good relationship with weed or whatever substance you may use. Um, reminder to not use it as a form of escapism or to numb yourself and rather use it in moderation with good reason. So with that being said, do the work and heal so you can have a good relationship with weed. Yes. Love it. Mic drop. <laughs> That's how we're going to end this episode today. Alisa, where can the girlies find you and all of your fire content that you've been sharing? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Elisa, E-L-I-Z-A, period, Vinas, V-I-N-A-S, um, and on TikTok at Elisa Vinas. Yes. And of course, as always, I will put her instagram in the description she's got a bunch of other accounts too that i think you have like linked in that one bio right like your style page and all that awesome so definitely check her out she is multifaceted like she mentioned earlier and does an incredible job and all the work that she does so yeah check her out thank you so much for coming on today and having this conversation i think it's really important to have especially now that weed is so accessible in the way that it is and you know that that stigma has kind of gone away but um yeah I think there are a lot of people who struggle 
with it still. So hopefully, hopefully we brought some light to it and they can go into the new year with new intentions as well. Right. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Michaela. Of course. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. If you can show this episode some love by sharing it, liking, comment, subscribe, any of those things, I always appreciate it. And it helps the show grow to reach more people, of course, which is even more important. So thank you guys so much. I love you. And I will see you on Friday for another solo episode of A Girl's Guide 2. Bye.